Welcome to episode number 152 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media, and presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek and taking a seat for the final time in the regular season, although we will certainly catch up with them during the postseason as well. Marlon shortstop Miguel Rojas. Hello, Miggy Rowe. What up, Chris? How are we doing, brother? Uh, thank you for having me again. Uh, it's, it's, it's always a pressure. Okay. I, you're always a big smiley guy, but I'm really going to make you smile today. You ready? What do you got? Oh, you got your first pair of Jordans. Wow. That's right. Unbelievable. You. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. close. It's pretty close to what I get yesterday. Let me show you. Oh, boy. I see. Different colorway, but it's kind of the same shoe. That's awesome. Unbelievable. You... All right. Do you, do you wear it yet? I, I did. I actually wore nice. them um, at NFL Network when I worked for the first oh, time. Oh, very yeah, nice. Yeah, they were did like, you, did you receive any uh, any compliments? Oh, yeah, from the guys. Yeah, everybody was like, because usually I don't wear that. You know, right. I'm like the old old guy in the room. I'm the old head. Uh huh. And so everybody's like, oh, those look new. I said, not only are they new, they're my first pair of J's. Oh like, my wow. god! So I'm so hey, I'm so proud of you. And uh, thank you. This is this is a. This is a moment where your life that you will never forget. So, um, hopefully, hopefully you can actually wear him a lot. You know, like wearing out to dinner and you know show him off now. I know. I already wore him out to dinner with our friends the other night, and they were like, "Wow, that's that's impressive stuff." You trying to go? You you're having a midlife crisis? I was like, "No, this is what people <laughs> wear now. This is the big thing. the the problem is, yeah, I could see how they're addicting. Like you get one pair, they are, and man. You just they can't are. stop." That's why that's why I'm not getting uh, too much into uh, like the whole sneaker kind of collection because uh, you know there's a there's a Nike Dunks uh, kind of you know fever that is out there right now. There's a lot of pair of them and they look like really good because they look like they look just like the Jordan ones low, but they have so many colorways and and a lot of different uh, uh, like. I don't know, like they 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 do one for like the chalky chunk uh, uh, ice cream and they have uh, a bunch of them. And I don't want to get into that because it's going to be uh, too much money and, and too much time. You know? Yeah. I mean, before, look at those before, you know, it is. It's like it's like an ice cream shop. Yeah. Like look the, at that. It's like it, so many different colors. Uh, I mean, combinations, uh, collaborations with uh, with another artist. It's crazy, man. Like. The the sneaker game is is something that you you have to be careful with. Well, yeah, you better be careful in the off season because I know when when you got a lot of downtime and you know you're just hanging with the family at the end of the day after you're you know you're a little stressed out or whatever you want to do a little internet shopping all of a sudden <laughs> you're like they're my jays yeah they're, let's try and how many how many pair are you going to cut yourself out at during the off season? Uh, I'm probably gonna do. Uh, Two a month, so twelve pairs maybe throughout the whole throughout the whole off season. You know, six months, probably two a month is gonna be enough. You know, like once uh, uh every fifteen days, I will I will go to a store and get one. You know, but uh, I mean that's uh, that's re- irrelevant because uh, the other day I went I went shopping here in New York and I got three pairs, so. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a problem, you know. Every time I go and I feel like uh, <laughs> I see a, a new pair that just came out, I just get them. <laughs> oh, no gosh. 
Well, I wish you luck. I know that that's your that's your bin shopping. You uh, yeah. you have earned your your salary, so you go do whatever you need to, my man. Right. I support you. Um, <laughs> speaking of doing a little shopping, the Marlins are going to be um, in the market for a new manager. Not shockingly, Don Mattingly said that he and the team have decided to part ways. Um, how did you find out? Did he pull you into the office because you have been one of the longest, if not the longest, tenured Marlin or – was it an announcement he made in the clubhouse? How did that go down? Yeah, it, it was in the clubhouse. He actually, uh, you know, like as class um, as Donnie is, and he's done he's been the whole his whole career, and I mean the whole time that he's been here with the organization with the Marlins. Uh, he actually pulled the coaches aside first, you know, uh, let them know before uh, um, the news hit the media. Uh, let them know that he wasn't gonna be uh, coming back next year. Uh, he he uh, decided with the organization that he's he was just gonna step away, and uh, it's time for a new voice. That's uh, that's actually how he referred it to us in the clubhouse. Then he he came to the clubhouse, uh, pull everybody together, and actually let us know before um, before the, the the news went out there, and let us know that he wasn't gonna come back, but uh, he's still gonna be with us the rest of the season and. And I mean, the last two weeks of the season that, that we're going to have with him, it's going to be, uh, I mean, actually uh, an opportunity for us to actually say thank you to Donny uh, through the game, through the game of baseball and playing the game the right way and and go 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 on the field and play hard. Um, he's been so happy with the with the effort this year, you know, like uh, when, when we got to a spring training, especially this year with the team that we put together. And the expectations that the team have after a couple really tough years, uh, after especially twenty one, um, we 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 thought that we have an opportunity to do something special together here, you know, uh, in in twenty twenty two. So uh, he mentioned something like, yeah, sometimes it's it's not that you just want it, uh, you gotta go out there and perform. And you guys, you guys have have been like really good at uh, putting the effort and and doing the things that you guys have to do. But sometimes we gotta we gotta count on the luck too, you know. Uh, guys staying on the field, staying healthy, you know. Like a lot of things happen this year that didn't didn't let us accomplish what we want to get. And I mean, Donny Donny thinks that it's time for him to step out and actually uh, give the the organization a chance to uh, to find a new voice and get a new guy uh, for next year and and the future. Personally, how sad were you when you heard those words? Yeah, pretty sad because uh, you 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 know uh, that I mean someday it's gonna end, you know. Uh, but uh, for 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 those of you that don't know, I received an opportunity with Donnie being a manager with the Dodgers, you know. And even before that, in 2013, I got invited to this uh, this camp that is they that they do in LA. They call it a, a, a rookie camp day, a rookie camp um, um, week or something like that. And uh, I went to LA and I got to meet Donnie for the first time in a dinner. And I actually like started my relationship with him over there, you know, because uh, he told me, hey, they they told me that you can pick it. And uh, uh, since that day on, I feel like that was my label, you know, like getting to know him that I can I can feel my position and I can I can play shortstop. But then I actually wanted to show him that I, that I was more than that. You know, I was more than just a shortstop that can that can play defense. I, I wanted to prove my um, my value that I can play and that I can actually potentially be an everyday shortstop. And uh, I mean, he never closed the doors on me 
And for me, it's really special. And it was kind of um, a sad moment, but it's not. I'm not gonna feel it until kind of the last day of the season, when uh, when I, I actually giving a hug and and tell him how much uh, uh, appreciation I have for him and for his family and for just just for him to actually believe in me and never close the doors on a kid. Be um, the best that he can be and improve from from the year before that takes Donny uh, 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 I mean piece of advice uh, as as big as my father and my mother and that's why I call I call Donny that he's my is my father in baseball because he's always been there for me and not just on the field but I also feel as well because you always have my back even in the bad situations you know it's nice to hear it really is it's more than just like boss employee relationship yeah. That's really cool. And that's what the sport is all about. Um, I wish him well. I've always loved covering Donnie. He's just been same. There's very few it's interesting, Miggy. There are not a lot of stars that become managers in this sport. Mm -hmm. Just not. You know, I mean, Joe Torrey was a really good player. I think he was a nine time all star, former league MVP. Right. But he certainly, even the way this they covered the sport when he was playing in the sixties and early seventies. He didn't have the gravitas that Don Mattingly did. I mean, Don Mattingly was the guy on everybody's wall in the mm -hmm. 80s. Everybody loved Don Mattingly. The sweet stash, the way he could pick it at first, that batting stance that he had, and he freaking played for the Yankees. Like, he might be the last star we ever see manage in this sport. Yeah, and and that's, that's it, the kind of relationship that you get with a guy like him. You know, sometimes you forget. Um, the kind of player that he was when you see him there in the bench and you know you see him managing. I mean, we play we're playing for a for a superstar, for one of the best of his generation, and we can't take that for granted. That's why all the guys that we have uh, in uh, over the years with the Marlins, uh, they need to be feeling blessed that they play for Don Mattingly. They get to know Donny. They got to actually experience flights and 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 both. Post uh post uh champagne showers when we when we play in the playoff in 2020 and uh rookie dress ups and all all mm -hmm. of that is 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 part of what you know like what is special about like having a relationship with Donny uh being in front of all of that you know all the rookies that came to to, to the organization all the veterans that play for him Ichiro Giancarlo Jelly all of those guys and and top of top of that with Donny. Is the kind of relationship that you uh, that you see when you have a guy uh, right next to you for the last eight years? It's gonna be hard not having him um, going forward. Let's get this out of the way right now. Then you're not gonna be the next manager, are you? <laughs> no, not yet, not yet. I need to play. Uh, I feel I feel fine, man. I feel like I'm I'm 33 and I'm playing shortstop every day, um, and I feel great. And I feel like I I want to play at least uh, three or four more years. Okay. But you do want to manage one day, don't you? Oh, yeah, of course. I want to manage one day, but I think that it takes a process, you know. It takes a process that, that you can't really skip. Uh, being a manager, it's not a, it's not an easy thing. And, I mean, organizations are taking that role really serious, you know. You have to be uh, educated in, in so many ways. Um, analytic, uh, you have to know the, you have to know the game from, like, I mean, your, your own experience. You have to have your kind of – your um, coaching staff and I think that's that's something that it takes a little bit of time I'm not I'm I'm will never close the door on being a manager in the big leagues I would love to 
but I know that's not going to be an easy task to uh, to actually accomplish just because I want to, you know? Okay. I'd hire you. Let's do it. Okay. Just want to <laughs> let you know. By the way, yeah. are you going to get a chance to manage, you think, those last days of the season? Uh, no, not, not this year. Uh, oh. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have to do uh, some things. I, I need to get my 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 wrist checked again. Uh, I've been playing with a little bit of uh, pain there in my wrist, so I need to go see the doctor maybe uh, the last day of the year. So um, I'm probably gonna gonna be doing that for okay. that day. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, more of the show coming your way, but first I want to tell you a little bit about Win Reality, which is the VR baseball training application. It's available on the MetaQuest 2. It gives players access to unlimited game speed reps no matter where they are, and one of the cool things is you can even use your own bat. Now, we all love baseball, but the question is, when you're a hitter, how in the world do you get better? We see pitchers doing their thing in the lab and right using great technology to increase spin rate and their velocity and all sorts of stuff. And the hitters are sitting there going, like, I have a friend that throws 92 with sync. Like, no, that doesn't happen. So that's where Win Reality helps you out. It has a pitcher library that consists of more than 600 pitchers, all the way from the little dudes and gals, 8U, all the way up to the pros. Uh, you can work on release, picking up spin, adjusting to speed. That means hitters get a chance to study every pitch and then hit in the real game as well. Now, Win Reality gives players on all levels a variety of workouts. They're focused on pitch recognition, timing, and decision-making, right? So that means you can walk around the house, maybe go outside in the backyard, grab your bat, put this thing on, and off you go. It is used by a majority of MLB teams. You know who loves this? Paul Goldschmidt might be getting an MVP this year, thanks in part to Win Reality. It is also used by hundreds of colleges across the nation. So obviously hitters love it. Coaches love it because it saves their arm on BP. And then they see these kids making a ton of progress when they actually take it into the cage or onto the field. Parents love it because their kids always improve. And it probably saves them a ton of dough from real-life lessons. It is just the perfect thing to do anytime anywhere so i want you to go head on over to winreality.com slash rose and sign up today this will be the last time we have you on before the postseason starts you are currently in new york taking on the new york mets mm -hmm. dealt them a tough one last night because they are fighting it out with the braves yep. for nl east supremacy and that is a big deal because the winner of that division is going to end up getting a bye mm -hmm. in your opinion which one of those two teams is better suited for a World Series run? Oh, you're putting me in a tough part right here. I know. I, I have am. a lot of I, I have a lot of boys there, but I, I mean, we always talk with uh with with what we think, you know, like nothing against uh any any team no. or anything, but I feel like the Braves because of um uh, because of what we what the, what they did last year and now having Acuna and I think he's he's catching fire right now. Mm -hmm. He just hit two homers last night and his swing started to look more like himself, you know. Uh, there's there's a point in the year when I feel Acuna is like, he's either hit a homer, he's going to walk, or he's going to hit some something really hard at somebody. And that's what I'm seeing right now from Rono. They didn't have him last year. We know they don't have, a, we don't have they don't have Freeman. And I mean, Matt Olson is being like fitting in just well for them. Uh, they don't have OC Albis, but uh, they found two superstars on the 
on the on the way and and they have Mike Michael Harris and this guy Grissom at second base that uh, they're been doing really good. Plus they have the depth, you know. Like I feel like uh, their bullpen is really good. All the starters are being there and done that, and I feel like nothing against the Mets and against their guys, you know, because uh, having the Grom Churcher there, you know, plus Cookie and and Walker and and Bassett and, and yeah. a lot of guys that they have in, in in that rotation. I'm not not nothing against them, but I feel like the Braves are like looking that they have less less holes for the for a playoff run. Um, I don't know how it's gonna work out. I know. Uh, Buckshaw Walter have, have been doing a, a amazing job, like mixing and matching with their guys, you know, having uh, having McNeil that he can play like all the positions and he can hit any part of the order is really important for them because it's been, it's been actually really, really good. But uh, um, I don't know about a, a couple of things that they have in their lineup there um, uh, with, with the matchup, with the right, right and left matchups. And I feel like the Braves are better suited to uh, to go for a long run. It's my opinion, you know? Yeah. No, I, I hear it. The only thing I worry about is that oblique injury to Spencer Strider. Because that did, did you ever face that kid? I faced him early in the year when he was coming coming out of the bullpen. Oh. Yeah, I mean, 100 mile per hour and, and that wipe up slider. I, I, I didn't face him as a starter um, throughout the year. He, he never pitched against us. But, uh, yeah. Amazing. Filthy. I mean, I'm sorry. When you're setting a record that was preceded by Randy Johnson in the sport, yeah. you're okay in my book. A hundred percent. I feel yeah. like he's been he's been it's been a, another discovery for the for the Braves, you know. And that's the thing. Like they they've been they've been moving the right pieces and they had the right guys. And I feel like uh something that I was asking a, a couple of the guys uh the other day, Swanson and and Riley placed play every single day, you know, and that's something that, that is really important too, you know, having guys that are buying into that, you know, not having off days, not not taking things for granted and just play every single day. It makes it, it makes it easy for the manager, makes it easy for the for the organization when you have guys that they, they just want to play and they just want to uh, accomplish something. And it's bad news for you guys, but that team is stacked for the next, like they don't have like a window They've got a whole garage door open for their World Series. I mean, when you sign Riley, when you mm-hmm. sign Acuna, when you sign Albies, when you sign Olsen, when you sign Michael Harris Jr. Yeah. to a deal after just a couple of months in the show, like they are. Yeah, that's if you if you notice, that's seven guys that you just named there. You know, so that's seven guys in your lineup plus the catchers. You know, you know they're good there. They mm-hmm. got Contreras. They got uh, uh they're no. And then in left field, they're not too shabby either. You know, they have they can put Eddie, Eddie Rosario, they can put Marcelo Suna, they can put a uh, uh, Robbie Grossman, and they can actually put a Orlando Arcia back there. So they have a lot of depth. They have um, Eddie Adrianza on the bench that can play every position, but they have the main guys playing every single day. You know, like they have seven guys locked locked down uh, with contracts that they know they're gonna be there. They're gonna play every day. So that's why I feel like they're less holes in that lineup and oh, yeah. uh, with a team, you know? They're good. Hey, Robbie, let's see if we can uh, pull this up on the fly. This is one tape I forgot. Uh, we saw you. I don't know who was mic'd up, whether it was the ump, you, or the catcher recently. But there was a called third strike. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I got, called, I, I got called out of strikes. And yeah. I, I let him have it a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, but you know what? It was interesting that 
I'm always fascinated by what guys are allowed to get away with. Like mm-hmm. Kevin Millar always told me that there's a way to argue with umpires to get your point across and not be an asshole. Right. And I thought that you hit that tone perfectly. Are you cognizant? Like, do you think about that? Because it's such a snap thing when you get called out on a third strike and you don't and you know that it wasn't a strike. Like, it's easy for you to snap. Yeah. So. so yeah, I feel like. That. Yeah, I feel like in, in that moment you have to uh, you have to be kind of you know you got you got to express your point as some like with some respect. Uh, to the to the guy that that is working there, you know, because you gotta you you can never forget that they're humans and they're uh, at the end of the day you're gonna you're gonna have to like deal with them, you know. They're part of the game and the umpires are are really good people and really good persons. They they I mean they come like they they're there with you every single day, you know. And it's really hard for you to actually just say, you know what, uh, screw this guy. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be disrespectful, you know, because you don't want to get into a fight. You just want to let let him know that I mean, like, you're not taking it easy, you know. A strikeout is a strikeout, especially when you're battling with this guy, and then you take a ball that is like this far of the play, and you know it. You know, sometimes you know that the pitches are are way out, and you gotta let let him know, even when you like cost maybe one or two times right there, but um. Yeah, I was trying to be respectful no matter what, because uh I know I gonna I gonna be with this guy for like let's say it's a four it's a four four game series and this guy is gonna be in third base next day, you know? How are you gonna see him like in the face for nine innings? And then the next day he's gonna be even closer to me at second base. So, you know, you still wanna be respectful, you wanna get your point across. And I mean there's a lot of frustration and a lot of hit. But at the end of the day, you're gonna have to be okay with them, and you know, just you don't have to be friends. But uh, at the same time, you just have to respect everybody. Yeah, Robbie, let's see if we can hear this. Let's let's see if we get this. Hey, hey. Whoa, wow. I'm with Mickey on that. That it wasn't close. You see that I even threw a brother. So. What'd you throw? A bro. A bro. That's yeah, that's not even a close bro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for me, for me, that's the kind of that's that's the kind of thing that I mean. He knows. Uh, I mean, umpires knows that they they have to have like some kind of you know room for 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 us to actually argue some some things, and I mean, we have to be okay with some calls because I mean. Obviously, not nobody's perfect. So no, but that's arguing. That's perfect. That was arguing one hundred and one. You didn't yeah. call him a name. You didn't say you suck at your job. You, all you said was that's not a strike, bro. And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, you're just reporting the facts at that point. Yeah. Sometimes I. Sometimes I'm not, I'm not sure, but I still fucking <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I am amazed, actually, to be honest with you, with batters how right you guys are when you guys look back at the ump and then they they put the strike zone up there i know it's not perfect all Accurate. the time yeah but the technology is certainly pretty good so that they can tell whether it's a strike or a ball right and you i mean you guys are so good at figuring out what a strike is and what isn't like it could miss by that much that much and i'm like damn those hitters are good yeah and and it feels it feels like this much 
it feels like the ball is like way off of the sun for us, you know? Right. Sometimes when you uh, when you get a bat and you're looking for a specific area and you know where, where it is, where that line is, you know, in the outside corner or the inside corner, you can actually tell that the ball was so close to you. Or there's other days when you like you're like stepping in the bucket and you're kinda you kinda open your hips up because you're looking in and then you see something away that it looks like this right. far away and you're wrong because you know like you're looking in so much and that's that's the that's the thing of the game sometimes you just have to bite your thumb and and go back to the dugout and watch the video and see if you was right or not but i mean there's there's days when you really know where the strike zone is hey it is always important to show up early in my opinion except when it comes to your performance in between the sheets then you just want to show up when the time is right and that's why roman swipes is here to help you out They are convenient over-the-counter wipes that are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. Hey, guys, this is not a joking matter. It's not funny. And don't worry, you have help out there. Not only from Roman Swipes, but you have to know that there is a certain percentage of men that deal with this issue. And it doesn't mean that you should sit in the corner and say, oh, gosh, I'm never going to get this back. No, no, no. You're going to be fine with Roman Swipes you're going to be happy, and your partner is going to be happy. Now, to use, it's really simple. Remove the disposable swipe from its discreet pocket size pack. You wipe on the most sensitive part of your penis. You allow it to dry for five minutes, and you're good to go. There's no scent. There is no taste. So when your partner goes, are we good down there? You can say, we're not good. We are great. So here's the deal. You're going to get 20% off your first order at GetRoman.com slash Rose. That is GetRoman.com slash Rose for 20% off. And all swipe orders, they include free two-day shipping, and they arrive in an unmarked package. So there you go. Take care of yourself so you can take care of that someone special in your life. Thanks to GetRoman.com slash Rose. All right, let's start talking about some important stuff. My now 17-year-old son, Brady, has been your fantasy football advisor. Yeah. He said after your draft that you had, I think it was in Philadelphia. You guys had It was in Philadelphia, right? yeah. Yeah. And he goes, all right, Miggy told me his team. I told him not to take Josh Allen that high, but he wanted Josh Allen. Really, big. I got to tell you, Josh Allen's been great for you so far. What's your record through through three it's, weeks? It's two and it's two and one. I just yeah. I just lost this last week. I got a couple of down guys that uh that they they really helped me the first couple of weeks. So Jacoby Myers, it was a great pick. I didn't even yeah. know this guy. Um and 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 Brady actually uh giving me give gave me this name uh during the draft. And I I love it because uh, I mean I didn't even know the guy. Like I say, like I know I don't know much about uh football. But I, I'm really into fantasy football because I like to follow the stats. I know the guys who can catch sure. the ball. You know, like I'm playing in a league that um, catches are really valuable. So that's why I picked DeAndre Swift uh, from the Lions. And it's been really good now that he's, he's, he's dealing with some ankle problems. That was a, a, hu- a huge blow for me that not having him playing. Uh, I didn't put him on my lineup last week. And he scored a couple of points, but I, I didn't need that. But yeah, this week it was a little different because uh, uh, I got a couple guys that underperformed, but still Josh Allen gave me almost like 30 points every week, you know? Yep. So that's why I always I always have the strategy, you know? Like if I pick down in the order in the draft, 
I like to get the best best available quarterback. And he's been he's been proven, you know, he's been proven that he can Great. throw for almost 300 yards every single time. And I feel like those points are really valuable in, in fantasy football. And that's why I got him, you know. Uh, he's always very excited. He He's not texting you too much, is he? No, no, no. He's okay. he's doing perfect. I mean, okay. I feel like sometimes during the week, I don't pay too, I I don't pay too much attention, but I need to be on top of the the the, the waiver wire and and the trades and all that because I never like I never run my th- the team by myself, and I don't want to miss anything. So that's why I appreciate what Brady's doing for me. I know, I know. Don't worry, we're all rooting for you to go get go get that uh, pot yeah, of gold yeah, at yeah, the end yeah. of the fantasy football rainbow. I'm That'd not gonna nice. lie. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried about about the the death of my team. I need to get a someone on the bench that actually um get me some, I don't know, some hopes that I can put him in the lineup at some point. Yeah. Because right now, I don't know, man. I need I need the insight from like the guys who know who's coming from college, who's a rookie that can play for a team in uh, maybe a week or two, whatever. I don't know. I know. Well, that's the thing is that there's so much, there's so many injuries in this sport, right? DeAndre Swift could be down for a few weeks. Yeah. So you're going to have to find another stud running. Who are your other running backs? So Joe Mixon and, right. uh, and I got a couple guys, uh, Heinz from the Colts. Okay. I got, um, uh, well, I just, I just got a, a trade proposal that uh, they, they want Sam Brown. I got Sam Brown from the from the Lions, and they want him, and they're gonna give me one running back and one wide receiver. So okay, you better run that know. past your advisor, Brady Rose. I He'll will, I will out. for sure. I just got the proposal this morning, so I'm still thinking about it. And you know, like I will, ne- I will never do anything without my yeah. advice. He'll he'll help you out. He'll help you out. He'll keep you for straight. Sure. All right. Um, did, were you watching Albert Pujols's 700th home run live? Uh, I didn't watch live, but uh, I saw it when it happened. Like, I mean, I saw all the posts uh, on social media because our game was uh, was ended and I was getting treatment or something like that. I, I was on my phone and I knew he hit the 699 uh, during the game, during our game, like later, later in our game. And then he hit 700, like a couple inning after, you know, next at bat or something like that. And man, what a what an amazing honor to play with Albert to get to know him a little bit around, you know, around the fields and in the spring training when, when we, you know, we're sharing kind of complex there in, in Jupiter. Um, seeing that he was coming back to St. Louis, uh, I was hyped on that, on that. Remember when we did the, the, um, the draft lottery or whatever mm-hmm. on, on free agents, I want him to come back to St. Louis. I, I felt like, I mean, that was happening. That, that was meant to happen, you know, for Albert to come back. And wow, 20, 22 homers in a season or something like that already. And getting to 700 is, I mean, wow. And, and so special for him. And I know um, how hard it's going to be to watch or, or witness something like that again. I think it's special for obviously the entire baseball community. I mean, geez, it's a table of four when you're talking about Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds, and Albert Pujols. Right. That's not bad. It's pretty good. Um. Does it carry more weight in the Latino community based on because, you know, those of us that grew up in the States, we don't know what you guys go through Mm -hmm. in terms of dreaming big and how to get from whether it's you, Venezuela, or whether it's a guy like Albert Pujols in the Dominican or, what you know, someplace else to want to dream and get here. 
What does it mean for the Latino community in baseball, in your opinion? Yeah, no, for me, uh, having one Latin player in the in that table of four, you know, all 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 of the other guys, American guys, you know, grew up in in United States and went to college, maybe and or high school or whatever, and then they got drafted and they got the opportunity to get into a system right away. Instead of Albert and all the Latin America players, we have to take a different route. And it's signing when you're like 16 years old, leaving your house and leaving your comfort zone so early in your life to go and pursue a dream. And on top of that, you're in the minor leagues doing something that you probably never do before. It's not. I'm not talking about playing baseball. I'm talking about like adjusting to a new culture, playing in new ball fields, uh, living with a, a, a with, um, dealing with the, with the cold weather and all that in April. You know, it's really hard for us to uh, to uh, to to actually adjust to all of that. And on top of that, Albert Pujols putting all those numbers and being the kind of player and the kind of person that he was in the community and 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 for 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 him to adopt the culture right away and get get to do all that is really special for us and actually make me feel like I'm part of that you know because I'm Latin I'm doing the same thing that he's trying to uh, that he's trying to do and he and and he overcome a lot of things I'm I'm pretty sure um, and I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't it wasn't that easy that the numbers what the numbers show right now so I'm I'm happy for him and I'm happy for all the Dominican uh, uh, people and for the Latin community, I felt like it was part of my, you know, my family that mm-hmm. accomplished something like that. Yeah, I think, and I'm not exactly sure how Pujols ended up doing it, but I know that he ended up playing maybe at like a community college in Kansas or something, and then ended up getting drafted by the Cardinals, maybe seventh, eighth round, something, something interesting like that. But you're right, the process, whether it started in the minor leagues right after you get signed. Or whether you have to come on over here and adjust to a community college. And I mean, because that's like being in the minor leagues anyway. 100%. Um, yeah. So it's it's really fascinating what he's gone through. And I'm just so happy that it ended up being in a St. Louis Cardinals uniform. Because I'll tell you, once he left there, I didn't think there was any way he was going to come back. But for him to come back and most importantly, be productive this mm-hmm. year, the way that he has smashed left-handed pitching. I thought I thought I really thought at the end of his Angels tenure it was over. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people could have said that, but I mean, you can never take a guy like like him, you know, no. down, you know, because he's a he's a pure hitter that you know he's gonna find a way to uh, to make adjustments, and you know, sometimes it takes longer than just a uh, just a couple of weeks, you know. Sometimes people say, oh, this guy's struggling, he's gonna have to like, you know, maybe in two weeks. He's gonna get it back. No, maybe it takes a year. Maybe it takes an, a full off season of of uh, changing the changing your swing. And I mean, a lot of people go goes through that. Hopefully, uh, I mean, he can finish this this week strong. And then, um, I mean, whatever whatever the playoff hope for for the Cardinals and for for himself, because uh, he deserves to go uh, to walk away the way that he's doing it. Man. You're going to have a playoff game where Wayno's on the mound, Yachty's behind home plate, and Albert Pools is the agent. That's pretty sweet. That's gonna be that's gonna be pretty sweet. And I mean, for for Yachty and for for Wayno and and all all the guys over there, I think it's it's pretty special that they can actually go for the last round. You know? Oh yeah. And is. I got I got goosebumps when I when I was watching on TV that Albert talked to the team uh, after the game and the things that he said. You know, like. Some people, 
some people listen to that and could say, oh yeah, that's what everybody say, but that's the reality, you know? You have to enjoy the moment and enjoy your teammates because you never know when you're going to get there again. And I know those guys have been there for like maybe 10 or 12 times, but uh, it, it will never get old, you know, that feeling of like going for another run. And that's what we all want, you know? We all mm -hmm. want to be in that clubhouse popping bottles of champagne and going for the for the, for the playoff run. So that's why I'm, I'm happy for the teams that, that could have made it this year. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I can actually embrace that moment at some point again. I hope so, man. I'm rooting for you so hard. I really am. Hey, you Rose Rotation listeners. NFL action is in full swing here on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets when they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings with up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? It doesn't make sense. DraftKings is the place to be. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on step stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSE to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code ROSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now back to the show. You guys did get to have a little fun. This is always the time of year where we do the uh, rookie dress-up sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, who is responsible for getting all those costumes? <laughs> well, uh, it was a team, uh, a team effort this time. Uh, actually, the players always get together and say, ah. okay, we have this idea or that idea. But uh, um, we have an, a, a great a great person running our social media channels, uh, Sarah Peñalver. Um, she came with the idea of boys bands, you know, like uh, uh, Kiss, uh, the Beatles. We got Prince somewhere in there. We got another customs because, you know, like we got a lot of guys uh, called up in the middle of like September when uh, the minor league were about to be done or injuries or something like that. And that's why we put a couple inflatables there. Um, I mean, but it was a great time. I feel like, uh, um, well, with, with Sara, Luis Dorantes, which is our our interpreter um, in Spanish, he did all the job. He went on Amazon and get all the customs. Ah. And then after the game, we have to paint the face from, from the Kiss Band, right? And the Kiss Band happens to be all the Latin American players, the, the Dominican guys who are on the team. And they didn't know what, what was going no on. Way. And that was that was perfect because they don't know who Kid is. They we have to show him pictures and, and stuff like that. And they were they were having a good time. And I feel like um we did a pretty good job uh with the dress up this year. Yeah. I mean, I used to love Kiss when I was growing up. My um my de facto uncle, he wasn't my real uncle, but mm -hmm. I called him Uncle Carl. Right. He was like their attorney back in the day. So For I always, Kiss? Wow. Yeah, for Kiss. And then hit the fast forward button. One of his kids had mm -hmm. to have been a second marriage because he was so much older. Paul Stanley, who's one of the, you know, one of the Kiss yes, musicians. Uh -huh. His kid went to the same school that my kid went to, same elementary school. Wow. So we used to see him and 
it'd be weird seeing him without all of his makeup on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, yeah. What's... Hi, Paul. How you doing? Weird. Yeah. That's pretty um, weird. Yeah. So that was that was kind of a cool little thing. I thought that was neat. Um, and then you have become a music video star. I think you told us about maybe going to shoot this or whatever it was. Here's a little taste of of Miggy Rowe in the in the background doing a little head bobbing. I saw you doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you are in the dugout. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Yeah, I saw you. Where did you did you make a play in the field too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make a play in the field with Robinson Cano too. So Robinson no, Cano wasn't. was the second baseman. Is, is, oh is, yeah, is. okay. <laughs> I should have so noticed Robbie that with the throw. Yeah. All right, so tell us a little bit about what this is and how we shot it and all that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, this is one of the, I mean, great experience, uh, best time of of my life so far because uh, I mean, I I don't I don't take this for 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 granted, man. Uh, when when you have an opportunity to be with these kind of stars, you know, like a lot of people in America, maybe don't know these guys and these names, but uh, Anuel, Jay Cortez, and Mike Towers are three of the best icons in in the in the in the reggaeton uh, uh, industry. So for me to get just to get invited to be to to do this and be part of this production, it was pretty amazing because uh, it's something that I always gonna keep. Uh, it's gonna always gonna be in YouTube for 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 people who wants to watch it and and I can actually show them that I I was in a reggaeton uh video and I mean it actually fit perfectly for the things that I wanted to do long term because uh music is always being kind of something mm-hmm. that I want to do you know other than baseball and uh creating my own level now and having this connection with with artists like that and 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 managers and and guys who are who actually like the sport and I like music, there's a lot of things that you can blend there, you know. So for me, that was a great experience. And it happens because uh, you know, it happens in Miami. Uh they get they get to know me because they came to the games before and they actually give me a give me a, a text message first and then they call me and they say, Hey, you wanna be part of this? Uh we have we're gonna have another players. We want to have some professional players there and happens to be uh, Robinson Cano, um, Guillermo Heredia from the Braves and me just being in that in that video. So uh, how long, when, A, when did you shoot it? It happens last off-season, um, by the end of the off-season, like it was in like in December. Um, and the next, I, I, I'm i pretty sure the next question is how how long it takes. Yeah. Well, those that's, are... that's a long day, man. Yeah. I got there at 5 p.m. in the afternoon and I didn't start I didn't start shooting our part until like 1 a.m. in the morning. Oh. And I got out of the ballpark at 6 a.m. in the morning when the sun was out. So I'm you know in Miami, the roof was closed, right? For us for them for a, for a little bit. And then they opened the roof to shoot the to shoot the video with the roof open. And they have to. They have to actually close it back on because the sun was already out, and I mean the the whole video was at night, so that's why they they want to do it at night. So it, it was a it was a an experience. It was an experience for sure. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the experience because anybody that has worked in this industry mm-hmm. understands it. That's the that's the reason that, that covering live sports is the best. 
Right. Because you know what? It happens. There's no reshooting. It, you just go with whatever happens, and you get out when you're done. Yeah. But exactly. with this, oh, my God. People are like, all right, well, hold on. The lighting isn't exactly perfect. We have to redo the lighting. So then the lighting people come in, and they fix yeah. stuff. I can only imagine when you told me they opened the roof, I was like, uh-uh. That's a bad idea, yeah, bro. Yeah, and, and, and one of the things that the, the artists, they, they got tired too, you know, and they want to yes. go take a break. So it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't us, you know, we was there the whole time in the dugout. I wish I knew how it was going to be. So I, I enjoy a little more, you know, like maybe take my, my own break, you know, maybe sit down a little bit and, and wait. No, I was there like on top of the thing, like thinking that always was something, something always goes, was going to happen. And all of a sudden, the artists say, "No, hey, I'm 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 going back to the back to the truck," and they take like a twenty or thirty minutes break where we did nothing. So for me, it was like I wasn't prepared for that, and it was a point where I say, "Hey, this is enough. I need to go." But I mean, I I end up like staying until like almost a almost a final shoot, the the final thing that we shoot, and um, I say, "No, I'm out. I need to I need to go work out or or whatever." And uh, because it was six a.m. in the morning, I was Dude, you went like right from hours. there to the. Did you go right from no, there no, to the no, gym? No. You went home. That was that was a little excuse for me to for me to go home. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. is amazing. It is a different world because I know some people obviously who work on different productions, and this one person I was just talking to, she works on a pretty big network show as well, mm -hmm. and she said the star of the show, and he is a big big star. I said, how is he? Is he nice? She goes, oh, he's sweet as can be. He doesn't love showing up on time. I said, what the hell does that mean? She goes, oh, he can be three hours late. And I was I'm thinking to myself, could you imagine if like Sandy Alcantara just wanted to show up three hours late to his start? And, everybody pushed <laughs> and, every, back? and everybody's there. We're just waiting. You know, yeah, we're just waiting, stuff. just playing a little infield. Oh, here comes Sandy. Don't worry. He'll be ready whenever she right. said that this guy had it written in his contract that twice a week he has to show up on time. <laughs> wow. That's, that's gotta be, that's gotta be one of the, well, I, I can understand that now because I was part of this, uh, this production and well, you know, you know how it is, you know, they, they actually put a, put in a schedule up and sometimes you just wait there until they get, they get there, you know, that's how they are. There's a uh, there's a saying in our business. It's called "hurry up and wait." Exactly. That is it to a T. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what I felt. I felt like I was a little late because they they say you need to be there at, at five, and I got there at like around five twenty, and I was like panicking because in baseball, you know, like I mean in sports, <laughs> if you're late for a for a time, you know, you you're late forever. You're like you're gonna have to pay a fine. If you're late for a stretch, you're in trouble. But it's not like that in, in this business. Now, no. now now I understand. Next time I will get there around 8 p.m. and I'll be fine. It's nuts. Hey, um, I want to ask you one other thing uh, before we get out of here. Is there any update on you playing for Venezuela or when do we find out? Well, the, the thing is like uh, the Venezuelan, the Venezuelan um, team or the organization, um, as, as they put in the team together, they're not gonna announce it like who's gonna be on the team until like a couple of days before the actually the the classic starts. Well, oh. what I did, I received a call from the manager 
which is um, um, Omar Lopez, first base coach from from the Astros, telling me that I'm gonna be part of the part of the group. So we're gonna have a big group that we know we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be um, in a, maybe a concentration or something like that during spring training. I don't know where we're gonna where we're gonna go yet, but uh, there's gonna be a group that is gonna go there, and then from there they're gonna decide who's uh, who's gonna be representing the the team. But uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that. Uh, Whoever is gonna be end up like uh, making the team and being on the first twenty eight or thirty, I don't know how many how many guys are gonna be in the roster. I know that team is gonna represent us the right way and it's gonna be the the right guys for the for the first round. And then if they need me in the second round or if I mm. make the first one and they need someone else on the second round, that's the way that they wanna do it. You know, they wanna actually have some depth just in case we uh we need someone in the second round. Because we're facing different pitchers, or we're facing a lefty here, lefty there, or right there. So, um, but I I got informed that I'm I'm part of the group okay, that good. go uh, and get represent Venezuela. It would be an honor for me. I know like, you told uh, Like I always say, I always I always wanted to do this. I always wanted to play for my for my country, especially in a competition like this. And um, I mean, I'm down for whatever, man. I can be, I can be from the from the water boy to the to the shortstop i don't i don't care i just wanna i just wanna actually go and uh represent my country and and be part of it i could be the water boy you're better <laughs> than the water boy um who who are the other venezuelan shortstops out there well we got uh so andres jimenez is playing second base for the for the guardians now right. but he's a shortstop he can play short yes he can so um elvis andrews Okay. Uh, and Gla- Glaber Torres, he's playing second for for yeah. for for the Yankees. But you know, second base is already occupying in our team. I'm pretty yes, sure everybody is. knows a little that bit. Ho- the Jose Altuves is gonna be our second baseman uh, um, in that competition. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple options that the, the team can go with. You know, if they can, if if they want to go uh, the route of uh, going with Jimenez ashore, or or maybe me ashore and and. And Jimenez as a backup, or I can be the backup or the infield. You know, I play, I play other positions as well, and I can yeah. play first late in the game. I can play second, third. Like, like I, I, I told the guys uh, that that are getting the team together. I say, you know what? Uh, count, count on me or whatever you guys need me. You know, like you know, you you guys know I can play first, I can play second, I can play some third. Um, and I mean, obviously, um, my prime position is shortstop, but uh, um, I would love to represent the country. I wish you luck with that. We'll have plenty of time to chop it up before then. But that's a fun team, by the way. It's a lot of good dudes. I love Elvis Andrus. I'm a big yep. Elvis guy. Obviously a big Altuve fan. And Jimenez has been behind Jose Ramirez, the most important Cleveland Guardian on their team this year. So fun I stuff. Fun yep. stuff, my man. All right, let's uh, spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. Grade A. Okay. Um... How were you as a student in high school? I was pretty good. I was pretty good. Uh, always, uh, always wanted to get good notes. So my family wasn't getting mad at me and let me play baseball. So that was my motivation there. You know. Well, was there a uh, like? I don't know what the schooling is like. It, it, I imagine it's different in Venezuela than it is in the states in terms of how they break it down. What was there a, uh, a subject that you liked the most? Well, I I like math. You know, uh-huh. and and and. Yeah, we have we have a couple couple other uh, subjects that like 
physics and um, I mean biology and, and all and all of that. But uh, I mean, I, I was good in math and I mean, all, obviously in sports and and I was good in English too. So um, I don't know. I feel like math or 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 um, or biology. I, I was like, I was really good. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Did they teach English? Yeah, they teach English a little bit. That's that's why I got my uh, that's where I got my my actually my basics uh, when I when I came to the states because uh, I was good at English in in, in school. So um, I got to know a little bit of uh, the basics basic stuff. So so right. when I got to when I got to United States, it wasn't that hard for me to understand a couple of things. So I always wanted wanted to be good in school because uh, I mean I I knew that was gonna help me. Uh, staying out of out of trouble anywhere, and if baseball wasn't working out, I knew I I could have go back to school and and do something else. You done a lot of good on and off the field. <laughs> it's always great catching up with you. Um, don't be a stranger during the uh, during the postseason. Let's catch up and maybe. Oh, let's let's get let's get together for sure. Uh, I'll be. Yeah. Uh, I'll. It, it would be really nice if we if we do one while I'm in Montenegro. Whoa. So I'm I'm going to Europe. So uh, I'll be I'll be uh, out for like two weeks. But uh, it would be nice if I can do some uh, like one podcast with you from a balcony in in Monaco or something like that. I'm in. I don't know if you want me Let's bothering you, but I'm in. No, I'll te- I'll text you the dates that are gonna be there. So we re- we record one when when I'm there, and I'm, I'm definitely it. gonna be watching the playoffs. So. Don't don't forget don't forget to check with Brady on your fantasy football trade, okay? I will do I will do that today because I I need to get some players. Sounds sure. good. All right. Well, for thank our, you for oh, the, thank you for the help or for the effort. Oh. Uh, thank you, John Boy, again for having me throughout the whole year. Uh, it's been amazing. I always receive really good uh, comments and 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 commentary from our from our podcast. They always looking forward for the next episode, and I'm glad that I, I we we can brought you guys fans uh, all the entertainment and all the good things that that we talk here. And like you guys know, it's coming from the heart. And thank you for having me for another full year, man. You're the best, man. We'll keep doing it in the off season. Finish up strong. Tell Donnie baseball. I appreciate him. And uh, thanks, as always, for your contributions. We always love hearing it. Great insight. Thanks, Appreciate it. You got it. So for our outstanding producer, the one and only Robbie Scirocco, and Miguel Rojas, who will be heading off to Montenegro in the near future. I wish I could come along with him. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.